Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Match 6 of the Half Street Hot Seat, where we not only test your Nationals knowledge, but your baseball knowledge as well. I am Nick. You can follow me on Twitter at Nationals Ace, and I am flying solo in the captain's chair tonight as Monty is uh, taking this episode off. Uh, And maybe he's gearing up for his next match. I don't know. But it is just me tonight, and I am joined by two hungry competitors as they both make their debuts on Trivia. I'm joined by Matt, who is not sick this week. He is not ducking Trey, so maybe... You know, we'll see how uh, Trey takes that disrespect that Matt thinks he's an easier competitor than uh, than Danny would have been. Uh, but Matt and Trey joining us tonight for their trivia debut. Fellas, how we doing? Matt, it's been, we were talking about it before we started recording. It's been like eight months since you've been on the podcast, which, you know, completely my fault, but also, you know, life. How you been? I, it's yeah, crazy man, to it's think a uh, we had a we had a whole baseball season. <laughs> since your last uh, last appearance it's been a long time um a lot has happened unfortunately not so many great things for the Nats since the last time I was on but um, I'm off the IL that I was on last <laughs> week and I'm uh I'm ready to get going and then get my trivia debut in yeah we'll see D- Danny I mean respectfully respectfully but he, he felt like you ducked him he felt like you ducked him oh, so We'll have to do a rematch down the line at some point and let Danny get his revenge or, you know, make him eat his words one way or another. That's why we like trivia. But Trey, making your podcast debut, how are we doing? How are we feeling heading in? I mean, this is a kind of a big, not only is this your like, you know, podcast debut, this is your trivia or trivia debut. This is your podcast debut. So there's a little bit of pressure that comes with that. Yeah, man. Uh, excited to have made it to the big time. You know, it's time to show my knowledge out here hopefully <laughs> hopefully we won't go if as long as i don't drop a donut i think i'm I think i'm feeling right. pretty good about it <laughs> right so just so you guys know the the record low is two points set by both allison and amanda in uh, not great showings so as long as you get more than two points then you know then you're all right in fairness to Amanda, you know, I, I rag on Amanda all the time. In fairness to Amanda, the bonus round did not exist when Amanda uh, was on trivia. So there was less total points possible. So 
if you want to be really technical, Allison sent the set the lowest amount of points, which hearing this, she probably isn't, you know, thrilled about, but you know, I, I have to be fair. My job as commissioner is to, to be fair and impartial, unlike you know, Rob Manfred. Um, but yeah, obviously not uh not a lot of baseball news going on, as you all listening know, lockouts going on, but there are some minor moves, pun intended. The Nats not only signed D Strange Gordon. They also signed Michael Franco, uh, which, you know, if you're a 2013 NL East team, you are thrilled. If you're a 2022 Nationals team, you are just scratching your head asking what we're doing. But at the same time, it's not like they can be signing major league talent right now. What do you guys think of the signings? Does it indicate anything to you about what the front office strategy is? I think uh, I honestly probably not a popular opinion, but I don't really dislike the signings. I don't see why it's a negative throw a minor league deal at these guys. If by some chance, either of them produce at the major league level, you could possibly trade them at the deadline. Um, But, you know, I think it does indicate a little bit, this is who they're going to be looking for. I don't think they're going to be getting anyone, you know, big money, 80 million plus type of deal. Even after the lockout ends, I think they're going to be looking for guys on one to two year deals, you know, maybe veterans that have underachieved a little bit that could possibly rebound next year. And then, you know, you ship them off at the deadline like they did this year. Yeah. Trey, what about you? Well, uh, I think it's always good to have some infield depth, especially with our current infield situation. So it's definitely something that I actually I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I actually like it because even if you don't see these guys as their minor league deals, but they are experienced players who, you know, they, they know how to come in and play, especially Franco. He's he, more of a utility guy anyways. You know, he plays a lot of different positions. So if, if there's an injury or underperformance, you could see one of those guys coming up. Yeah. Uh, D strange Gordon is like someone who I don't even remember the last time he was really like relevant on, on, a major league roster, but let's call it 2018 or 2019. Whenever like that first, when he was first released or first in sign or whatever, I was like, why not take a flyer on him? And now it's kind of like he was with what three different clubs last year. And I think he asked for his release at some point because he never made the major league roster. It's like, all right, what are we actually getting? But at the same time, some activity is better than inactivity as both, you know, and I'm sure both of you have been uh, asking, just like myself, please do something. And, you know, we I guess we need to be more specific about what, but this is something. So hopefully, I, I just hope it's an active offseason, even if it's not the offseason we dream of or hope for uh, with your uh, Carlos Correa or your Chris Bryant or whatever. I just hope it's active because right now, I mean, we don't have anything to trade really. Cesar Hernandez, like, what's that going to get us? Like a triple A pitcher, or not? A, not even triple A, like a single A pitcher, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. So we we need more assets, like both of you said, to to flip. Obviously, that's the direction they're going towards. Is you know, let's build up the farm some more. So we shall see. Obviously, I, I mentioned two right there with Correa and Bryant. Do you guys have a dream? Maybe low level or under the radar free agent once the lockout. Uh, is over that you want the Nats to get? Well, I had a, you go first, Trey. I, well, it was, 
it was John Gray until they he got signed. So yeah. I, I have to think of another one. <laughs> say probably I think a guy that could be got for pretty cheap is Jorge Soler. Uh, he obviously played really well with the Braves during the postseason. I think he won the World Series MVP. Um, yes, he did. You know, he he. You're probably gonna have the DH next year. He could provide a pretty big bat in your order. I don't think he cost all that much. And you know, he's at least an exciting. If you're not gonna be a good team, he's an exciting player to watch. He has tons of power. Um, you know, you could slide him into the six or seven hole, maybe the five hole in the lineup. I think he'd be a a pretty good addition. Yeah. Trey, do you think of anyone? Well, I, not really small time, but, you know, my I still really want to see Kyle Schwarber come back to the Nationals personally. Um, if anything for 2022, just for the entertainment value of the Schwarbombs, I mean, I don't I don't see the Nationals being competitive in 2022, but there's still something to watch for in that case. Yeah, I read uh, – man, I, I don't know who it was. I try to give credit now, but I read something about Kyle Schwarber where it's like – it was obvious, like obviously as Nats fans, we all knew he found something here. We all remember the month of, of June and whatnot and how great that was. But uh, like someone pointed out how much he really unlocked something working with Kevin Long. And, you know, obviously that's the same thing that happened with Daniel Murphy. So people like, you know, don't don't count out Philly, don't count out Philly, which Philly is always good for that kind of in their mind splash shining, but does it really move the needle signing? Like it feels like they always do one of those every off season where it's like, Oh, they think they hit a, you know, lottery ticket where it's like, yeah, it's not bad, but you know, does it really do anything now? And it feels like Schwarber would Schwarber to Philly would kind of fill that uh, qualification or what, or whatever. But for, for me, it's um, I mean, obviously I, I I'm stuck on Bryant. Like it, it just makes so much sense without the qualifying offer that it just you know it is what it is both those guys would be good Solaire and Schwarber just because you know the entertainment value is kind of there like Matt you mentioned Solaire he kind of would do presumably what Schwarber did where it's just like he hits a ton of home runs and it's just exciting and what excitement do we have right now outside of like you know Juan Soto obviously and maybe a couple prospects hopefully that pan out and whatnot so we'll see but obviously we're way way down the line before we're able to make any moves like that but um final prediction before we get into trivia you think guys think ryan zimmerman comes back if the dh is implemented yes i agree i think either way i think unfortunately to some i think zim's coming back (laughs) for one more year (laughs) oh Oh, man If we if this was like a legitimate competitive year, I would have a problem with it. But I just no matter what, like if if he fills that spot, he was fine with Josh Bell. Like this year, like Josh Bell had a great year. Zim didn't detract from him too much, and Zim still had a semi productive year in that role. So I think it could work, uh, and I would be open to it more so than I would have been going into last season, where I'm like, okay, they're still trying to compete. Like, what are we doing with? Zim eating up meat, but whatever. Gotta love our gnats. Gotta love our gnats. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, he he's still uh he's still able to hit the lefties and still plays good defense. So that's like, you know, if you want to platoon the DH, if he serves a DH, role. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely something. 
<laughs> yeah, he definitely serves a role. So I think he does come back for one more year because, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what can happen? Crazier things have happened in baseball, like the Nats winning the World Series. All right, let's get into trivia. So while we're here, uh, nine rounds, six questions about the Nats, three questions about the general MLB, plus the seventh inning stretch bonus round that is worth two points each, so a four-point round. Total of 22 points available. Uh, we have to flip a coin. And uh, I assume you guys ha- know the history of the coin, how devastating it has been to the person <laughs> who loses the coin toss. So, um, Trey, since this was originally your week, I'm going to let you call the coin toss. I think that's only okay. fair. So, heads or tails whenever you're ready. Tails. I'll try to. So, that's heads. So, it's on heads right now. It is heads. So, Matt, do you want to go first or second? I'm going second. All right. Keeping the and, streak intact. Yeah, I was going to say, no pressure now, Trey. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the person who goes second is currently 5-0 and in this podcast. So, we'll, we'll see if you can make some history tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, I like, I like stats, but I don't like that one. <laughs> stats are meant to be broken. <laughs> All right. Again, I am running solo tonight, so I will do my best to uh, no buzzer tonight because I only have so many hands, but I'll do my best to, you know, keep everything in line. Um, All right. Let me pull up the timer. 31 seconds per question, 15 seconds on the steal. Trey, you're going to go first every single round. Match six of the half straight hot seat. Trey going first. Round one. Jersey numbers. Jersey numbers. This question for Trey. Max Scherzer wore 31, number 31. Prior to his arrival in D.C., who was the last longtime starting pitcher to wear number 31 for the Nationals? And by long time, I mean more than one season. Okay. 31 for Scherzer. I'm going to go with uh, Ross Detweiler, final answer. I'll answer that is incorrect. Matt, 15 seconds to steal. Third one. For some reason, he came to mind. Could be wrong. I'm going to go with John Lannon. Final answer. That is correct. John Lannon. I feel so anticlimactic without the buzzer. I apologize for that. (laughs) (laughs) But correct answer is John Lannon. I don't have anything. I need to get like a bet, like a legitimate bell or something. But I'm doing the timer <laughs> on my phone. But I always forget what, John Lance exists. This, yeah, this is why I need Monty. Monty usually does a PowerPoint, so I'm able to do the buzzer and the timer. But well, we're working through. It. He keeps Matt, everything intact. Yeah, Monty is the glue to this to the trivia show. All right, Matt, with a one early one nothing lead, this question for him to take a two zero lead. Wander Swearer wore number fifty one. Recently DFA'd. Uh, prior to his rival in DC, who was the last longtime reliever to wear number 51 for the Nationals? And again, long time meaning more than one season. I'm trying to think, did I, for some reason, I think that I'm going to go, I think he changed his number. I'm going to go Drew Storm. 10 seconds. Final answer. That is incorrect. Trey, 15 seconds to steal. I'm glad you said Drew Storm because that was my guess. 
Um, Five seconds. Three, I'll just go with Chad two, Cordero. One. As incorrect, correct answer is John Roush. Oh, John Roush. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find another long time reliever, but they played around the same time. Both named John. Figure there might be, yeah. you know, shot in the dark answer there. Plus, yeah, I think he was a trivia answer two episodes ago. That's another thing, little, you know, sidebar. Very difficult to write trivia questions for a franchise that's 16 years old. Like, you can only go back <laughs> so far. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. we make Eventually, it we're going to start hitting questions like, who was the Bat Boy on the 2005? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. getting super specific. There was one, one day I was literally looking up base coaches. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to write. Don't know what to write. But <laughs> all right. Round two. This question for Trey category is managers, managers by win percentage. Who was the worst manager in nationals history? See, I'm pretty sure I know the years, but not who it was back then. Cause I'm pretty sure this is from the early days. Uh, I guess I'll go with Frank Robinson. I know that's not right. Final answer? Yeah. That's incorrect. Matt, 15 seconds to steal. I'm going to go Manny Acta. Final answer? That is correct. Manny Acta. Correct answer. Some tough years with Manny Acta. <laughs> tough, tough <laughs> years. Tough He's years. Still in, he was still in baseball up until maybe 2020, 2019. I think he, he was, was on Seattle uh, doing something. He was on baseball tonight for a few years in the 2010s. I don't know. ESPN's baseball setup completely changed and like it's like they like threw away baseball. So I, I don't know what happened after that, but he was on baseball tonight or one of those late night baseball shows for a while. So I don't know. But yeah, safe to say he did uh, not get consideration for a managerial job after he had a uh, I should have put his win percentage in there. It was like low 400. I think it might've been 375, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. All right, Matt, with the 2-0 lead, chance to make a 3-0 lead. What Nationals manager abruptly resigned midseason after the team did not pick up his contract option for the next season? I'm going to go Jim Riggleman, final answer. That is correct. Jim Riggleman. Jim Riggleman. One of the... I don't, I think that was 2011. It was, maybe. yeah. All time bad decision by him. That was, yes, bad decision. <laughs> I don't know if either of you guys like remember when it happened, but it was so wild for, you oh, know, yeah. a manager to literally quit. And the team was hot then too, because this was, he was the manager right after Manny Acta. So Manny Acta got fired. Rickleman was the interim. Then Rickleman became the permanent yeah. manager. And then in 2011, the team had won like 11 of 12. It was June and he was a lame duck. So, you know, no, uh, no security beyond that season. And just decided to, re- <laughs> to resign mid season. <laughs> wild, wild. And then yeah. I think he became the Mets bench coach and then the Giants bench coach. And he's never been a manager ever since, but he's still hey, a bench some- coach somewhere, isn't he? I think so. I feel like he's somewhere. Yeah. But sometimes you bet on yourself and uh, you're wrong. Like people don't talk about that. <laughs> you only hear the bet in yourself and you're right. There's sometimes you bet on yourself and you're wrong. 
All right, Matt with 3-0 lead heading into round three. Plenty of ball game left. No need to worry, Trey. Don't worry. Stats are meant to be broken. Stats are meant to be broken. Round three, category is the price is right. This category, for if you don't know the price is right rules, it's going to be a numerical answer within a certain range, okay? If you go over that answer, it's an automatic incorrect. So I'm going to ask, there's a numerical answer and you have to get it within a certain range. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. This question for Trey, 31 seconds on the clock. Within 0.015, what is the Nationals win percentage? I literally the, just looked at this right before. So this is, this part of my is 2005, the present, counting this year. What is the Nationals win percentage? 530. Final answer or point, whatever, however you want me to say it. Yeah, 0.530, final answer. <laughs> yeah, 0.530. That is incorrect. Yes. To, uh, I almost called you Tyler. Matt, 15 seconds to steal. <laughs> I think it might be. I'm just, I'm thinking lower just because of all the really bad years. I'm going to go. Five seconds. Point. I'm going to go 0. 0.490, final answer. That is, well, let me pull it up. That is correct. Oh, is 0. 0.495. 0. 0.495. So you were within, I don't know, is it? A hundredth of a point. You were correct. That's right. I'm not it's been a while guy. since I've done math. <laughs> yeah. That was within the range I specified. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I believe if I believe they are 24 games under 500 since they moved to DC. Yeah. So we were above it or the Nationals. I say. I say no, no. I say so so since 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 they moved to DC. So in the past 16 years, they are under yeah, 500. I was, uh, was going to say hey, they were above it before this last season started. So yes, correct. Because I, I thought they were I Obviously, they were you, when you only win, you know, 66 games, like that's going to skip things. All right. This question for Matt with a 4-0 lead. Within 25 games, how many games have the Nationals won since moving to the D.C. in 2005? Oh, gosh. Let's see. I'll go. I'm trying to do some quick math in my head. Um, Everything's harder with the timer. Five seconds. Three, two, one. 7,000. <laughs> Trey, 15 <laughs> seconds to steal. Very much not 7,000. <laughs> Uh, okay i'll go with 1100 wins i i don't have the answer in front of me that is incorrect it is 1313 13 so wow. you're within 200 but we needed honestly i'll take that yeah i don't even know how yeah how you go about that like, I need I, I I need the moral victories at this point. <laughs> so, ten yeah. Figured that the win percentage might help, yeah, but yeah, thirteen thirteen. Well, the, the way answer. I was thinking of it, I just thought about like eighty wins for for. I thought in my head I was thinking eighty wins for ten to get to eight hundred, and then I just guessed. 
Right. So yeah, that's how I would have done it. Cause obviously 10 is the easiest. And then, you know, you do six, I like f- another 480 that gives you to 1280. They had some good seat. So that's, that's how I would have done it, but I wasn't under the timer and I knew the answer. So <laughs> a little bit easier for me. All right. Round four, Matt with a four elite, still plenty of ball game left. Don't worry about it. It's question four trade category is attendance attendance. Based on average attendance per game, what season was the most popular for the Nationals? Again, Nationals, not Expos. I'm going to say 2012, final answer. That is incorrect. Matt, 15 seconds to steal. think in between two i such a tough i'm gonna go 2016 final answer answer may surprise you that is incorrect correct answer is 2005 wow okay 2005 their very first season which i guess it makes sense because rfk is so big but the the subsequent seasons at rfk were not nearly as popular (laughs) and for good reason (laughs) but uh, i think I think 2012 was second for whatever that's worth. I mean, second place is <laughs> only. I was just thinking, yeah. so comforting. But yeah, 2005, 2005. All right, this question for Matt to take a 5 0 lead. Based on average attendance per game, what season was the least popular for the Nationals? And again, this was pre pandemic. I go with 2009, final answer. That is incorrect. Trey, 15 seconds to steal. I'll go with uh, 2007. That is incorrect. Correct answer is 2010. 2010. Which, Ooh. again, Matt. I, I just said this to Trey, but now I'll say it to you. I believe 2009 was second, and it was second by like 50 people per game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I knew it was it, one of the really bad. I think nine and 10 were both really bad, right? Oh, really bad. Really bad. And yeah, it, it's surprising. Really... <laughs> surprising because 2008 is obviously the inaugural year at Nats Park. Even that one wasn't necessarily all that high. And brand new ballpark, you would mm-hmm. think 2009, 2010 but those teams are just so bad, <laughs> so oh, yeah. bad. Hard to fill a stadium, even if it's new. When uh, the teams I, I blocked 2010 completely out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round five. We're going minor league affiliates, minor league affiliates, Matt maintaining a four O lead. This question for Trey, 31 seconds on the clock following their relocation to, th- to, to DC in 2005, the Nationals AAA affiliate left Edmonton for what Southeast city? And this is obviously a major city. It's not like some, you know, redneck. Yeah. <laughs> Southeastern city, 2005. Um, I'll go with, I have no, uh, this is, I don't know, Orlando. Is that your final answer? That's that's my final answer. That's incorrect. Matt, 15 seconds to steal. I think in Florida, I 
for some reason, I think they had a team, Hagerstown Suns. So I'm going to go with Hagerstown. Hagerstown, final answer. That is incorrect. Hagerstown was their double A. Is it still their double A? But anyways, not the right answer. Correct answer is New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. It was just for a season or two. But New Orleans was a triple A affiliate when they moved to D.C. All right. There's question for Matt. Following the 2006 season, the Nationals AAA affiliate left New Orleans for what Midwest city? I'm going to go Louisville. Final answer. That is incorrect. Trey, 15 seconds to steal. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Five seconds. Topeka, Two. Kansas. <laughs> As incorrect. Correct answer is Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Columbus, oh, Ohio. Yeah. They were the Clippers. And then after, so they were in New Orleans for two seasons, 0506. Columbus for two seasons, 0708. And then they were in Syracuse for eleven years. Okay. And then. Fresno for that weird year and two years, and now obviously they're in Rochester. So I didn't even know the Nats existed until 2008. Like I said, I, I wrote these questions before, and I was like, oh no, if they're saying they're not knowing anything prior 2012, this is going to be a <laughs> low scoring match, but still plenty of points left. Don't worry about it. Round six is Silver Sluggers. Silver Sluggers. This question for Trey. The Nationals had two Silver Slugger winners in the 2014 season. Name them. Uh, Rendon has to be one, right? Surely. Uh, I'm going to go with Anthony Rendon and Ian Desmond. That is correct. Correct. I got Trey's on the points. board. Trey is <laughs> right, on the board. I didn't. I, I've reached my goal. No zero. <laughs> I have to. So again, uh, and this is terrible, terrible radio. But Monty normally does the PowerPoint, and I have a, a list of the questions, right? So I, I can see the answer before Monty hits the PowerPoint. I don't have my list right now, so I had to remember. <laughs> Like I, I was worried you were going to say the uh, the wrong answer. I was going to say correct. And I was like, oh no, or right answer. I was going to say wrong. So <laughs> I'm very glad I remembered that it was Ian Desmond and Anthony Rendo, but Trey is on the board. All right, Matt, to get that point back, the Nationals had two Silver Slugger winners in the 2016 season. Name them. Murphy's definitely, Daniel Murphy's one. I'm trying to think. Don't think Harper was great in that season. Wasn't so. I'm gonna go. Ten seconds. Anthony Rendon and Daniel Murphy. Final answer. That is incorrect, Matt. Or sorry, uh, Trey. Fifteen seconds to steal. I'll go. <clears throat> Five seconds. Three, two, 
one. All right, I'll go that, uh, Daniel Murphy and Ian Desmond. It's not even on the team. I'm glad that's <laughs> wrong because I was kind of being lenient there on the time. That is incorrect. It was Daniel Murphy, but it was also Wilson Ramos. Wilson wow. Ramos. You know, going through, and the, the, the Bryce haters are going to love this, but going through the accolades, Bryce is surprisingly low on the you know hardware aside from the 2015 season uh, he's had the all-stars yeah, but surprising. yeah you could say all-stars are the fan vote which obviously his 2012 season we definitely fan voted him in he did not deserve <laughs> to, to, to be there but uh yeah it's kind of surprising how little Bryce Harper has won because you would think he would have you oh, know yeah. won one outside of 2015 but he, he did not Wilson Ramos of course everyone's favorite right, what have in 2017 winner. Yeah, hurt. that's true. That's true. All right. We are now in the seventh thing stretch bonus round. We have a four to one score. Reminder, each of these questions are worth two points. So this is a four point round. This can easily swing the match into Trey's favor, or it can just pad Matt's lead to a, a dominant fashion. The category tonight is keeping up with the Mets. If you listen to half street high heat, you know, we have a segment called keeping up with the Mets. The Mets have had, Plenty of wild stories in their franchise history. And <laughs> we had a plethora to choose from to, to pick two questions. But keeping up with the Mets is the category. This question for Trey, 31 seconds on the clock. This is in the 2010s. This Mets pitcher allegedly missed a start due to a hangover and a broken heart. This is all through the 2010s. No, this the this pitcher played in the 2010s. I gave you the decade so it'd okay. be a little bit easier. Because right. obviously the Mets have a long history. I'll go Matt Harvey. Final answer. That is correct. It was Matt Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, he just seemed like the type. Oh god. <laughs> That is, I, I don't know if you, either of you remember that story. His uh, ex-girlfriend, I think it was Cinco de Mayo, so he was already hung over. His ex-girlfriend was uh, cuddling up with the uh, Patriots wide receiver, Julian Edelman. So, That's, yeah, okay. Ooh, that was, <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't actually put that together until, but yeah, that, so I guess I did subconsciously know it. Listen, Matt, Matt Hardy gets his fair share of crap and, and you know. I, I think that's fair, especially with how loud Mets fans were in that 2015 season. But listen, if that happened to me, I completely <laughs> understand what Matt Harvey's going through. So, uh, yeah, I'd miss a starter two there as well. All right, four to three. Trey has cut the lead to one. Matt, to keep pace, this question for you. In the 1980s, that was your decade, this Mets pitcher allegedly missed a team event due to <laughs> – Team event to do drugs at his dealer's house. I go Dwight Gooden. Final answer. That is correct. Doc Gooden, Dwight Gooden. That is correct. Yes, he uh, uh, pick, pick one of the dudes on the '86 team, and you could right. be right. <laughs> right. Uh, for not really a bonus point. Do you know the event he missed? Because it's, it's pretty funny. No clue. He missed the I, World Series parade. <laughs> wow. to go do drugs. Listen, I am not oh, making man. fun of addiction. I do have to put that out yeah, there. Yeah. But in hindsight, it is pretty funny. 
because yeah. that is a very <laughs> Mets thing to happen. You win the World Series and you have a, an off the field thing. But do you think his dealer was the uh, Braves bus driver? Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> going way too fast. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we have a six to three score. There are six points remaining. So still plenty of a game left. Um, oh, just to go back to the Mets. The, again, there was a plethora. There was a Mets pitcher that was caught masturbating in the, the bullpen. There was a, oh. a bunch of off the field issues with Mets players. Uh, there was the Mets player that had <laughs> a uh, dildo in his uh, locker at, during an interview on, on camera. <laughs> Uh, and that's not even including all the front office stuff. So that just goes to show you what's going on with the Mets. And it's impossible to keep up with them, but we do do our best on a half street high heat and the half street hot seat. All right. Three point lead for Matt heading into round seven. This is general MLB. The category is MLB managers, MLB managers. This question for Trey, 31 seconds on the clock. Trey, I do have to point out you are no longer at risk of the lowest score. You have passed Allison That's and Amanda, right. so you are safe. You can play, you know, relaxed. Oh, you know, yeah, just, I'm, totally, uh, I'm totally freed up. House man. money, house money. That's the word I was looking for. So <laughs> we'll see if you can mount a comeback here. This, this question for you. Who is the manager, current manager of the Texas Rangers? It's, uh, it's Chris Woodward, final answer. That is correct. Chris Woodward. Got to be honest. I've got that one. I had no idea. I'm pretty good with managers. I had no idea. <laughs> it was because like the, of the, the Tatis thing last year is the only reason I know. That's right. That's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So four points for Trey. Matt to regain a three-point lead. Who is the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks? Not sure if he's still there or if he was even their manager, but I'm going to say Tori Lovello, final answer. That is correct. Tori Lovello. Not how you, like I thought you would spell his last name. Yeah, how is he still their manager? They stink. <laughs> well, see, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> the reason I asked this category, I was like, I was trying to remember who the, the manager of the Diamondbacks was. And uh, uh, on the show – a few weeks ago i was like who is the manager of the orioles or the pirates i had no idea so then i was trying to like go through all the managers to see if i knew i was like is Tori labello still there and to my surprise he was shocking then i was gonna say if he didn't get fired it's still him but (laughs) (laughs) well give it another year we'll see where we're at all right matt with a seven to four lead heading into round eight there are four points available trey needs at least three of them at least if not all four well i guess you can't get all four but well, if you get off, are you anyways, you need at least three. <laughs> this question for you. Round eight is one hit wonders. Once again, one hit wonders. This NL West pitcher won the 2006 NL Cy Young after posting a 3.1 ERA in 235 innings. 2006. Uh, Jake Peavy. Answer. That is incorrect. You're, you're not out of it, but you need some out, Matt. This this would be for the game if you get this right. 15 seconds. 
only West pitcher I can really think of that was good from that time. I'm going to go with Brandon Webb, final answer. For the game. That is correct. Brandon Webb. Brandon Webb. Yeah, that was like... It was one-hit wonders. Why did I say Jake Peavy? (laughs) He had a bunch of good years. I forgot the category. Well, in in the defense of the category, so last week, I don't know if you guys listened, Monty again wrote the question, so I'll blame him. He did one-hit wonders, and his answers were uh, Joey Votto and Justin Morneau. And oh yeah, that's right. Not not <laughs> really thing. my definition of one hit wonders. <laughs> so I've had to kind of re redo the category a little bit to open it up to people who were definitely good for more than just one year. So I guess one hit wonders now means you've only won like one Cy Young or one MVP <laughs> <laughs> because of Monty. But you know yeah. we'll we'll work through it. All right, points matter for standings and whatnot, even though the game is over. Matt, this question's for you. This NL West pitcher won the 2007 NL Young after posting a 2.54 ERA in 223 innings. I'm trying to think through it. Matt, you do have a chance to set the record, by the way. One point from tying, two now point from breaking it. Now the pressure's on. Um... <laughs> Giants. I'm trying to think. Five seconds. Three, two, I got one. nothing. Trey, 15 seconds to steal. Uh, the name that popped in my head was Ubaldo Jimenez. I'm going to go with him. Final answer? That's my final answer. Trey, you're going to be really upset. Correct answer is Jake Peavy. (laughs) You know what? Now it makes sense because of the way you were looking at me after I said Jake Peavy wasn't a one-hit wonder. And then that's rough. I thought Obaldo won it with the Rockies, didn't he? I don't know. Much, much later. I think it was the the 2014 season. No, he didn't (laughs) win. I don't think he ended up winning, but he started like 18-0. and and He He had a really good season from what I remember. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, I can't. That's winning. so annoying. That's as brutal. Once a game. At least I was already fail, lost by then. Without fail, once a game, the person who goes first gives the answer to the second question, no matter what I do. <laughs> Granted, this one was both NL West pitchers, so a little bit more expected, but without fail, once a game. All right, Trey, this question for you. Final category is World Series history. Who was the 2012 World Series MVP? Giants, yeah, definitely. Um, Pablo Sandoval, final answer. That is correct. Correct answer yes. is Pablo Sandoval. And uh, Pablo Sandoval. All right, Matt, you can no longer set the record, but you can tie it. Can get your name up there in the history books. This question for you. Who was the 2011 World Series MVP? Two thousand eleven. Let's see. Five is Yankees. Ten Giants. Twelve eleven. Card. Oh, I think I'm gonna go with David Freeze. Final answer. 
to tie the record. He did it, folks. For third week in a row, we have the record. I guess it's fourth week in a row if you want to. Yeah, because you're counting Shaq. <laughs> so for the fourth week in a row, we have someone to tie the record. David Fries is the correct answer. Final score is nine to five. Again, ironically, same same score as last week. Matt takes the victory tonight after ducking Danny. It was the correct decision, strategic decision. Gets his first win. Matt, how are we feeling after, uh, uh, you know, you never trailed the entire match, you know, from from your first opportunity to answer. You got it right. Never looked back. How are we feeling after tonight's performance? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I surprised myself a little bit. I just remembered <laughs> some stuff. I actually, the, what helped me with this, I just went over the World Series MVPs 10 minutes before we recorded. <laughs> so pretty much had that one in mind. Um, but yeah, good to start off with a win. Good competition with Trey and uh, hopefully we can do it again. Well, that's going to hurt uh, Shaq's narrative that studying doesn't help because studying literally helped you <laughs> tie the record. But definitely most, for that question. <laughs> yeah, most of it seems like came to you. Trey, we didn't finish in last. We scored some points. <laughs> How are we feeling? You know, I'm actually, I feel okay since I went first and I still, I still right. fought, you know, I battled. So I'll, t- I'll definitely, I'll take that. I, and I, you know, I was pretty true to what I said was I got more, I feel like I got more questions right post 2012 than anything else before that. That is so. true. That is true. <laughs> I, I feel like, again, unintentionally, but most of the answers were pre 2012. Like even the, uh, the Jersey numbers were both like John Landon pitched, God, I don't even remember when he stopped pitching, but both those answers are 2012. Obviously, the World Series MVP is 2012-2011. Like, just happened that way. But you guys held your own for not knowing anything pre-2012. You held your own. <laughs> but appreciate you guys joining. Uh, Matt, I believe you are tied for second. Yeah, you'd be tied for second with CK for the in, in the overall standings. Everyone has played a game now. So we'll release the official rankings on Friday. And uh, obviously Shaq's still in first place. Next week, the episode that was promised, Shaq will take on Matt Wyrick in a, a, a celebrity match of trivia. Uh, I've decided to make that a little bit of a longer episode. We're going to do more categories, more bonus rounds, and, and you know switch it up a little bit for a you know, special guest episode of trivia. So we want scoring. We want offense here on the half street hot seat. So we're going to give it to you for our Christmas week episode. Uh, Matt, Trey, you guys got anything coming out uh, on the site or on YouTube uh, coming up that you want to plug while we're here? Yeah, I'm going to uh, hopefully next week, at least a little piece on a couple of free agents. That the Nats can hopefully target whenever the lockout ends. And uh, also a trade or two that could potentially be possible. So uh, look out for that. Hopefully it's coming out next week, I would hope. Cool. Trey, what about you? Anything you got cooking for the YouTube page? Yeah. Uh, so going back to Friday uploads every Friday, uh, I got a piece about Josh Harrison coming out this Friday. So should oh, be a good one. Interesting. Yeah. Little Jay Hay action. Low-key beloved, uh, beloved player that didn't play very long for the Nets. Yeah, that's, but... that's why I picked him. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm very excited for that. That comes out Friday and Matt's piece will come out uh, maybe sometime next week. Um, but in the meantime, check out halfstreethighheat.com, all the latest uh, articles. We still got stuff coming out, even though it's lockout, even though there's nothing really happening. 
Still got articles coming out every single day, pretty much. Uh, plenty of content. Follow the show uh, on Twitter at Half Street High Heat Street with SD. You can follow Trey at Reverse on Twitter, two R's, two S's. Matt at Hollerin MDH. Is that correct? Yep. Cool. Follow Matt on Twitter as well and myself at Nationals Ace. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have an episode of the Half Street of Half Street High Heat next week because, again, it is Christmas. Maybe, maybe not, but we definitely will have that uh, celebrity matchup of trivia, so be sure to check that out. Uh, if we don't talk to you in the meantime, hope you guys list, Hope you guys playing have good holidays, uh, but also uh, our listeners, hope you guys have a good uh, holidays and uh, New Year if you know, we don't check in with you in the meantime. But definitely appreciate you guys listening. Uh, This has been an episode of the Half Street Hot Seat. And in the meantime, let's go trivia. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team is mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. the early light of dawn well you can see they're running scared cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are and bursting in the air tell the library of congress that they might not want to look cause we're putting curly w's in every book let's go ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done